pick up on the top of Tet Zion 16, uh, quoting the Mishnah, Mishnah Nignaz Aaron. We actually don't quote the Mishnah, but the Mishnah had said uh, when the the ark was hid away. Uh, when we when he said the ark when the ark was hid away, Nignazimo Tinsenetaman. The amount there was a certain jar of uh, uh, manna that was hidden away uh, with it. Uh, Moshe was commanded it uh, in uh, Pashat Beshalach to uh, to to take some of the manna and put it uh, in front of the ark of Hashem and uh, that is what he did and that remained until the ark was hidden uh, also let's look at Shem and Amishka uh, the um, a vial of uh, uh, the anointing oil was also uh, hid away. Aaron Parachav Ushkaidav, the uh, the staff of Aaron, which had uh, the the blossoms and the almonds on uh, after the rebellion of Korach, that uh, th- that was also had been kept uh, in the ark as well. Vargaz sheishivu plishtim asham leulah Israel, and uh, also they were when the ark got captured, uh, as we had seen yesterday. The, the the Philistines had never seen uh, the the ark, and as a result, they uh, when they, when they uh, captured the ark, they weren't actually sure what to do with it. Uh, it caused uh, terrible sicknesses to them while it was uh, in their territory. And eventually, they uh, put it on two oxen and just sent it, uh, just just let it go, and uh, it, it, uh, the oxen miraculously transported it back to uh, the Jewish people. And they also sent a whole lot of presents uh, along with the ark. Those presents, uh, the jewels, gold, etc., uh, that was given as an asham, uh, that uh, some kind of guilt offering uh, was given back uh, to Hashem. So that was all. That those things were all kept. Um, uh, you know, near the ark, and uh, they were all hidden along with the ark. So when when the ark uh, is uh, uncovered, uh, one day then we will find all of these things as well. Me uh, Ganazo, who actually hid it, Yoshio Ganaz, Yoshio, the 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 one of the last kings uh, actually uh, hid it. Um, and interesting, uh, his name Yoshio is uh, is uh, similar to Yayush, uh, where you you give up on 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 something. And all the kings, uh, a lot of the kings at least, had uh, names, uh, which indicated actually that uh, you know the prophetic, uh, what was going to happen. Uh, for example, uh, Shaul uh, is you know he it can be mean he. Uh, uh, they, he borrowed uh, the kingship from David, so he, he wasn't really uh, going to be the king. He was from the tribe of Benjamin, uh, and uh, therefore Benjamin wasn't going to be the leader. And uh, uh, the other, or it could be Sha'al, uh, from the word Sha'al, uh, at, at his time, the people asked for a king. Uh, so that, that's him. Uh, Shlomo, for example, is uh, in his, king, his, his time, everything was complete. He never had any wars, and... Um, uh, he had uh, peace throughout his forty-year uh, reign. Uh, you know, other other kings we're going to see uh, later, Tzidkia uh, and things like that. We're going to see uh, Droshas in the Gemara. So that's an idea that uh, Rabbi Rosner brings, um, and I've forgotten in in whose name he brings it. Okay, but uh, anyway, Yoshia hid it. Kavan Shira Shkatuv Violech Hashem Utcha Vedma Malachacha Ashe Takim Alecha Goy Ashe Loy. Dada Ata Avotecha. It says Hashem will bring you and your king, uh, who you will, he will set over you to a nation that you have not known, not you nor your fathers. Uh, he says Ahmad Gnazo. Uh, he went and he realized that that pasuk was, uh, uh, you know, talking about him. Uh, this was the self same pasuk that uh, he had, he had uh, found uh, the Sefer Torah uh, that he never knew about. Uh, it was open to this pasuk, so he took it as some kind of omen uh, and. Uh, foretelling what was going to happen in the future and um uh, th- that was why he went ahead. He says, "Oh, uh, this must be talking about me," and therefore uh, he went and he hid the uh, the Sefer Torah. Had who dictated, and we prove this from a pasuk. Yomer lelevim mevinim lechol Israel hakadoshim laHashem. He said to the levim who taught the Jewish uh, the nation, uh, all, all of Israel, uh, the, the, and they were holy uh, to Hashem. Tenu et Aaron hakadosh babayt. Put the Aaron kadosh in the 
בארץ אשר בנה שלמה ודת שלמה בורט, שלמה בן דוד מלך ישראל, אין לכם מעשי בקייטף, you don't have to carry it on your shoulder, you know, it won't be carried on your shoulder ever again, that's the implication. אמלם, אם גולהו אמלכם בלה בבל, if it gets sent with you to בבל, and it gets exiled with you, because he saw that that was what was going to happen, אין אתם מחזירים אותו עוד למקומו. No, it's not safe for that to do, and it will never come back. If it goes to Babylon, then it will never come back. אלא, אתה עבדו את השם אלוהיכם ואת עמו ישראל. Now, just, you know, put it away, and then you serve השם and the people of Israel. Okay, do the other things that you need to do, but you don't have to worry about the ark anymore, which was a hint that he hid it away at that time. All right, we had talked about the oil for anointment, and now we just have a discussion about this for a few minutes. So we say, in terms of the, the mixing and the blending of the, the oil for the Ketoret, uh, the Pasuk actually says, or quoted in full outside, uh, because it's, uh, it is uh, instructive to, to do that. It's, uh, it's chapter 30 of um, Shmot and uh, the beginning of uh, Kitisa, and uh, it's, it's chapter, uh, verse 23 and 24. Uh, you have to take uh, the best of these spices. Chameshmot kinamon bosim michitzato chameshim matayim kane bosim vechameshim matayim. So five hundred uh, amount of uh, myrrh and half, uh, i.e. two hundred and fifty of cinnamon and two hundred and fifty of this. Um, uh, this this bosim kane uh, bosim which is like a, a nice smelling cane. Uh, the next verse vikida chameshmot and uh, and uh, this use kida uh, of of five hundred shekel b'shekel b'shekel shemen zayatin and a hin uh, of uh, olive oil. Okay, so that's what the the pesukim say. Uh, now, uh, if you take for kachnika kida chamesh etc. Shem elef v'chamesh moot manim. So what you have, you had 500, 250, 250, and then 500, all adds up to 1,500. Shemen uh, Zaitin, in terms of the uh, olive oil uh, of a hin, uh, so that uh, one hin is 12 log of oil, and that's it, Shibor, Shoklin, it's a Ikarin, Divarat Rabbi Meir. So what does Rabbi Meir says? Uh, what, you used to, what you used to do is take this 12 log of oil, and used to take all these, uh, you know, 1,500 maneh worth of, uh, of, of uh, uh, incense uh, roots, etc., and then you will cook uh, them uh, in, this, in this oil. So uh, it's, a, it's a very tiny amount of oil and a huge amount of roots. Uh, and we're going to see there's going to be um, different miracles that we're going to be discussing here because uh, that, that Rabbi Meir says you cook them all in the oil. Miraculously, the oil didn't burn away, uh, and as we're going to see in a second. Um, but <clears throat> Rabbi Huda Meir, Rabbi Huda disagrees with Rabbi Meir. He says, no, Shulkan uh, Really what happens is is that uh, you would cook the roots in water and, 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 and still that would extract uh, some of the... Uh, uh, th- this beautiful smell and uh, and uh, it, it would rise uh, to the top of an and then you put oil on top of that uh, water so really a mixture of the oil and water uh, that's how you got uh, the, uh, the the fragrance of the uh, of the katorit uh, and when it when it, uh, all the the, the the fragrance had got absorbed in uh, you would take the the oil out uh, the same way perfumers uh, take uh, to, that's how they, they make perfume you boil things in water get the nice uh, smelling stuff and then it goes on top and then you you uh, put oil on top and then it absorbs uh, everything and that's it uh, that's what it says Shemin Mishrat Kodesh the uh, uh, make it a holy uh, uh, anointing oil alright so that's uh, that's Rabbi Huda's view he says you don't just boil it in plain oil uh, the roots in plain oil you, you boil them in water first now uh, talking about this uh, Tani Rabbi Huda uh, Bay Rabbi 
Eli. So Rabbi Huda, the son of Rabbi Eli, uh, says as well, Shemin, Mishka, Shasam, Moshe, Bemidbar, Masenisim, Nasebo, Mitkila, Atsof. He says, what happens is the, the, the oil that Moshe made uh, was miraculous from beginning to end. Uh, how so? Shemitkila, Luayabo, Elev, Shnamashalog. There was only 12 log of oil. Shemar, Shemin, Zayatin. As we saw, Shemin, Zayatin, the Ahin is 12 with log worth of um, uh, volume. Im uh, bo karon. You know, in, in terms of you know, there, there wasn't there was there was barely enough uh, to pour uh, even the, the oil over the roots, uh, just to pour it over, and never mind cook it in. There was barely enough. You know, once you're cooking it, uh, surely the, the, the roots absorb and the fire burns it away. Uh, and uh, it says, and, uh, you know, and, and the pot uh, absorbs uh, you know, oil as well. So really, there would be, it should have burned away totally. Um, however, and, and it, it was such long-lasting oil. Mishkan for Chokelav. Everything in the Mishkan was anointed with it. Uh, the the Mishkan itself, the the actual. Uh, bu- uh, building uh, itself and all kalav, uh, kalav and all of its vessels inside the shulchan, kalav, the shulchan and everything inside that menorah, uh, the menorah and everything connected to menorah. Menu nimshku aron hakoyin gadol ubenav you know kol shiva shiva minei yimei hamaluim and Aaron and his son uh, were also anointed uh, you know during the miluim period uh, you know all seven days of that uh, thing it says and uh, for uh, that all anointed with it we see so that it was kind of miraculous and it actually uh, never uh, finished so we see that uh, it, it miracles you know from beginning to end okay so once we're talking about uh, who gets anointed uh, Melech gets anointed we're at the beginning of his uh, dynasty uh, it says uh, he needs to be anointed uh, Melech ben Melech, however, uh, the, the, the son of a king uh, the, who is now appointed as king, Antoinin Meshika, uh, he, you know, in his father's place, he does not need any form of anointing. My time, or what is the reason? Um, uh, the Pasuk says, Kum Meshachayu Ki Zehu, Pasuk in Shmuel, Aleph says, uh, You have to anoint, uh, telling Shmuel to anoint uh, David, uh, you have to get up and anoint him because he is the one. Zetoin uh, Meshika, he is the one of but his children i.e. The, the kings of the house of David do not um, need any further anointing that is uh, the um uh, you know the idea here, and as we're going to see, this is not a, uh, a hard and fast rule because we're going to see there are exceptions. Aval Kohen Gadol Ben Kohen Gadol. However, the Kohen Gadol, the son of another Kohen Gadol, Afilu at Asaradorot, even if he's been uh, the kingship, the, uh, not the kingship, the Kohen Gadol ship has been uh, in the family for ten generations, which means you know uh, for, that uh, the Gemara often uses that to say like for forever, you know for for a very long period of time turn in Mashiach that uh, you still need every time uh, to do Mashiach V'kulak Tidlavo and uh, we see that uh, and you know even and and you know, that, that was all in parentheses, really, uh, because we see that uh, these miracles happened to it throughout the time. All these kwanim and, and uh, were anointed with it, uh, and etc. Et and it says, uh, It's still never going to be used up, uh, and it's still going to remain uh, for future youth, uh, and we'll be able to uh, anoint the new coin gadol uh, when uh, the time comes. Hadu dictiv shemin mishka kodesh ye lo ye ze ze li ledoratam. Uh, this uh, because the pasuk says also in uh, in in Shemot just a bit later uh, this uh, there should be this uh, this holy uh, anointing oil throughout your generations uh, and the word there is a gematria of twelve which means uh, the the twelve lug remained at uh, twelve lug and uh, did not decrease.
Fumura continues, uh, uh, Really, you only anoint a king only next to a spring, uh, uh, like flowing water. And the king, you know, in the King David uh, realizes in, in the second chapter of, uh, in the first chapter actually of Malachim, that uh, he, there is going to be a dispute over the kingship and he therefore puts his weight behind Shlomo. He says, this is what should happen. You have to go. Solon, Solomon has to go down and uh, ride um, on uh, my my specific mule and bring him down to the Gihon and Sadok, uh, the Kohen and Natan, uh, the the priest. I mean the prophet uh, will anoint him there as king over Israel. Okay, so that is you know the Gihon. Uh, you know that's what you had to near spring. The same way the Gihon is this uh, uh, spring as well. All right, and Ein Moshein Melech Ben Melech Ela Bimnei Machloket. And why, uh, as we you know, as we yeah, our question should be is you know why did Shlomo need anointing because we just said uh, once David uh, was anointed and you know after all Shlomo was his son uh, it should be that it should pass down from generation to generation uh, didn't take a break or anything like that so why uh, is you know would you have to do it uh, we say no uh, the reason is um, uh, it says uh, because there was a dispute over the uh, the kingship um, um, uh, it says, so why, why was uh, Shlomo anointed? Because of the dispute of Adoniah, uh, who, uh, who came and he, he tried to ferment almost like a, a popular movement, uh, you know, that, that uh, uh, was uh, going to, take the leadership uh, away from any potential uh, people who would uh, stand in his way and that's what he declared himself king uh, and that's it okay and similarly the Yuash, uh, as we said Yuash um, uh, because of um he was, uh, you know, he was made as king, and Atalia uh, was like his grandmother, who basically killed out the whole family except for this young child, Yosh. He was, uh, you know, like I think seven years old at the time, so they they hid him. All right, so she she had killed out uh, everyone. Uh, she thought she was going to be taking over. Uh, so so therefore Yosh he had to get anointed because there was uh, Atalia who had killed everyone before. Yoachaz bnei Yoachim Achiv menu uh, and Yoachaz, uh, you know, because he had an older brother, Yoachim, uh, who was, you know, two years older uh, than he was. Uh, and Yahu, uh, because of um, Yoram, okay, that's, uh, and, and there was a rebellion over there. So all of these kings that uh, we, we discussed, uh, there was all some type of uh, palace intrigue, uh, as it were, and as a result, uh, that's why they had to, uh, they were forced to be anointed. So we say, Lord can Ketiv, Kum Mashau Kiyuze, but uh, we have a problem with uh, this last case of Yahu. Uh, in terms of uh, King David, it says he is the one, uh, arise and, and, and anoint him because he is the one. Zetun Meshukavain Machai Yisrael, he needs anointment, I, his family, I, the king, the Davidic line needs um, uh, anointing, but not uh, the, from the kingdom of Israel, the northern kingdom, uh, after Yahu. Yeruvam uh, split away uh, with, the, with the northern kingdom from Rechavam, <coughs> the son of Shlomo, so there was a northern kingdom, the southern kingdom, uh, the Davidic line always stayed in the southern kingdom. So uh, why actually would you have to anoint Yehu? Uh, surely he's not even in the picture. Uh, it says, uh, the, he was a kingdom, king of Israel and uh, and and uh, the, i.e. the ten tribes and he doesn't need Meshika. Ella Yoachaz Bunay Yoachim Achiv Shi Gadomenu Stationim. Remember as we said, Yoachaz was uh, because of Yoachim, uh, his uh, brother who was older than him by two years. Uh, it says um Velo Yoshai um 
what about uh, you know that that Yoshio, uh you know surely we just said that Yoshio, uh went ahead and hid the oil uh, <clears throat> beforehand. Okay, that was a part of what we started. That was how we started off. We said along with the ark was hidden the anointing oil. So uh, what does it mean that? Uh, you know, how could he have oil to anoint his son? Uh, what, what does that mean? So therefore, Hadad Amran, Ba'apas, Paris Samon, Nishmas, Nishmach. The anointing was actually done uh, with balsam oil, uh, not with anointing oil as well. So that's exactly must have been how Yahu actually got anointed as well. All right. You should only uh, anoint kings with a, uh, you know, from a horn uh, and uh, not any other, like an earthenware, you know, uh, flask or anything like that. Um, it must be a horn. And uh, you know to symbolize longevity and uh, and, and that, and we prove shall uh, nimshku and Shaul and Yahu would just uh, you know from uh, this uh, earthenware pach uh, uh, this uh, little vessel machut overit and the same way that pottery can break uh, so too they they just had a very short uh, reign in you know all things considered uh, it says David and Shlomo mina keren and David and Shlomo got the anointment from a keren a horn um, and they um, they they the things with their dynasties lasted very long. Alright, uh Konim uh, you can't make a, a, a priest serve as a king. Uh, this was famously violated by the Khashmonaim and uh, the Raman picks up on this and says that's why they didn't last uh, very long. The Gemara also uh, mentions that the uh, Khashmonaim also just died out. And uh, you know, if you put the two together, it means they shouldn't have taken off. They shouldn't have taken that extra responsibility, at least according to the Ramban. So you can't make kings, Kohanim Malachim kings. Ama Rebbe Yuda and Antun Deraya. He says this of Antun Deraya. The the kingship, uh, the literally the rod, uh, should not uh, pass from Yuda, which really means that. Um, they 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 always going to be uh, the king. I'm Rav Kia Bada. Rav Kippah says we, there's another Pasuk which talks about in, 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 uh, talking about the king in Shoftim uh, that his kingdom should be long him and his children in the middle of Israel uh, and after that is written uh, the Kwanim and the Levim uh, should not have any portion uh, in the land of Israel so we see kings are one thing uh, Kwanim uh, etc the people of Levi are another thing so the they, they should not be mixed up and uh, joined uh, together. All right, uh, that's that's it. Okay, Amarav. Um, uh, Yochanan, he says, who Yochanan, uh, who Yochaz? He says that uh, Rav Yochanan said the one who is called Yochanan when it talks about the sons of Yoshaya, uh, it says um, Yochanan, Yoachim, Tzidkia, uh, and Shalom. Right? We're going to see it seems to be four sons, uh, but it is Hakatev Abakor Yochanan. It was the Bakor and Yochanan Abakor Lemachut. So what does it mean? Uh, you know. Um, he is the we said that Yochanan um he's the same as Yoachaz, uh, is the same as Yoachaz, uh, but then it says the the firstborn was Yochanan and we said that Joachim was older than Yoachaz. So what does that mean? Uh, how can we reconcile that? Uh Bukhor Yoachaz So uh is that we said that he was Yochanan the Bukhor, you know, how could it be if he was Yoachim was older uh, than him? Anyway, so Bukhor Lamakut what does it mean? It means Bukhor, uh, you know, the first in the family, uh, you know, to to rise to the kingship. Amr uh, Yochanan and Rav Yochanan says, who uh, Shalom, who Tzidkiah? Uh, he is the same. Shalom is the same as Tzidkiah. Uh, we just said, Vakativ, Hashlishi, Tzidkiah, Revi, Shalom. The third was Tzidkiah and the fourth was um uh, Shulam, right? Uh, you know, then uh, so, so if they're the same person, why is it mentioning them separately? Shlishi, Torot, Revi, Lemalchut. 
what does it mean? It says they uh, he was he was third. He was born third, but he was fourth uh, to become uh, the king. And uh, so you know, all the other brothers ruled uh, before Yoachaz, Yoachim, uh, Yoachim uh, also uh, all reigned before him. All right. Uh, and now again, what we had uh, discussed before, uh, we quoted. Uh, um, we, we'll quote this the lesson again. Tzidkia shedirikalav midatadin. Tzidkia was called Tzidkia because he did tzidikadin. Uh, he realized that the, the game was up and he had to resign and uh, and uh, hand himself over. Uh, he got blinded, etc. So uh, you know that he could bother. Um, the enemies over there. Uh, he he tzadiked it in. He uh, accepted the you know the the, the Babylonian invasion. Okay, and uh, uh, that's what he um, <clears throat> that's what he, uh, uh, he he said. Listen, you're right, Hashem, you're right. Shalom, she'beyamav shlem amachut David. So shalom because the 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 kingdom of David was uh, was uh, closed. Uh, made shalom. It was uh, completed in his days. Um, Reish Lakish, Shama Beit David, Reish Lakish, he says, Lo Shalem Havai, his name was neither Shalem nor Tzidkia, Ella Matanya, his name was Matanya, Hadahu Dictiv, Vimloch Melech Bavel, it's a Matanya. Tachtav Yeshev et Shmo Tzidkia. All right, so the, the, it says the king of Babylon made Matanya, uh, the, the father's brother, uh, the king in his place, and they changed his name to uh, um, uh, Tzidkia. Tzidkia. All right, so that's uh, what we have there, and the king of Babel uh, changed his name to Tzidkia, but that really wasn't his real name. That was a uh, a name that was given to him. All right. Moving on, uh, we have now a little bit of uh, uh, basic maths, uh, and we had something we had mentioned uh, yesterday in terms of uh, the arc. So I'm Rabbi Yochanan. He says, "Now we discuss the dimensions of the ark." Uh, he says, Rabbi Yochanan starts off. He says the ark was made uh, with a cubit of, uh, and that was cubit as uh, six handbreadths. Uh, and uh, we're going to see the ark was uh, two and a half uh, cubits by one and a half cubits. Uh, and what does that mean? Uh, how do we? Uh, get that in terms of actual handbreadths because uh, the Torah says one and a half by two and a half uh, so he says man tana tvachim, who says that the Amma is made up of six Tvachim Rebbe Meir uh, this is Rebbe Meir uh, Ditnan Rebbe Meir Rebbe Meir says Kolamot Shehayu Bainonit all the 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 handbreadths in the in the in the in the in the, in the all the cubits the amot that are mentioned in the Torah uh, are to, all talked about medium uh, cubits right uh, the Gemara at the beginning of Erevin Gemara beginning of Sukkah uh, discusses this there are different sizes uh, some uh, hand uh, some amot are made up of five handbreadths uh, some amot are made up of six uh, there is one that's called a uh, uh, a smiley um, uh, handbreadth as well, which is a bit longer, but we're talking here. Rabbi Meir says it's uh, uh, the cubits in the Torah were really uh, normal uh, size cubits, six handbreadths uh, in length. Uh, in, in length. Okay, did none. Rabbi Meir, Okay, Rabbi Huda Omer, Rabbi Huda says, Amot Binyan Shisha Vashok Kalim Chamisha. Uh, the um, Rabbi Huda has an opposing opinion. He says the cubits uh, for uh, measuring the building. Uh, if it's a building, he says that was made of six. He agrees with that. However, uh, if it was a utensil of sorts, and obviously the ark was a utensil, uh, some kind of vessel in the Beit Hamikdash, he says uh, that the Amma was made up of five handbreadths. We had a similar uh, kind of discussion as well. I think probably in Erevin, uh, where we talked about the size of the ark going up and in, you know, and and uh, uh, and 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 the uh, size of the different ark. 
uh, of the altar. Okay, uh, but now going back to our two opinions, Rabbi Meir, who said a handbreadth is made up of uh, a, a, a cubit, and Amar is made up of six handbreadths, and uh, the Rabbi Huda, who says that it was made of five, says, Atatak to Rabbi Meir, according to Rabbi Meir, uh, do Amar Bama Shoshisha Tvachim, who said there were six Tvachim uh, in an Amar, Hataron Asui. Uh, let's try and work out uh, the the dimensions of the ark. Of course, kamisha asa tvachim. The 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 length of the ark was fifteen handreds. Dictive. Amatayim vacheti oko. The pasuk in Truma, uh, which mentions the uh, the dimensions of the ark, uh, says uh, two and a half uh, is the length of the ark. Two and a half amot, uh, and it says amata ashita amata. Ashita Upalga Amata Tlata. So two and a half times six, it works it out. Uh, six plus six plus three uh, works out to fifteen amot. Uh, sorry, fifteen handbits uh, on in that amot. All right. So now Abba Luchot Hayu Kan. There were four tablets in the ark. What is that? Shnaim Shlamim Shnaim Shvurim. The the two whole ones, uh, two whole tablets, and the two broken tablets. Dictive. Asher Shibata Vasam Tamborin. Baron, uh, when when uh, she, you know Moshe says that Hashem uh, says that you broke, put the broken ones and put them in the Aron. So uh, even the broken ones were kept uh, in the Aron Kodesh. Halichot, how you call echad vechad, and uh, how do we know the size of each uh, of each of the tablets? It says each one echad oko shishit shishat vachim rochbo shisha. The uh, the length of each one was sixth, uh, and uh, the width uh, was uh, sixth as well. Have rochbo which was sixth, uh, so therefore, v'tain okon shaluchot okor shalaron. You should uh, do it along the length of the ark, uh, and uh, and then what happens? So yeah, use up twelve over there. V'okor shalaron. It says nishter sham shluchat vachim. So if you take uh, six and six and you add those two together, uh, then uh, what uh, what happens is you'd have three left uh, out of the fifteen. Uh, so that that's uh, that's good, and it says. And what do you do? You have a half a handbreadth for each uh, wall of the ark, so that you know, take off another uh, whole uh, handbreadth. And therefore, uh, uh, then you have two handbreadths and you put a Sefer Torah over there. So those are going to be the Sefer Torah. Uh, one of the last things that Moshe did was to, to take the Sefer Torah uh, that he wrote uh, in um, uh it's in uh, the Nitzavim So it's in Vayelech. It says that Moshe wrote uh, the Sefer Torah and he gave it over to the children of, of uh, Levi and said, you know, this is this yours. And the, the Jews complained. They said, learn it's all of ours. And Moshe was very happy uh, at that time. And uh, so that's the Sefer Torah that Moshe wrote. All right. Rochbo Shalaron, Tisha Tvachim, and the width of the ark was uh, nine. And Brett's it says dictive ama vacheti or rachbo one and a half uh, was the width amata ashisha. So if you're doing again the the, the sixth uh, handbreadth in a cubit palga amata tlata. So we take uh, six plus three. Uh, that uh, you know that's the one and a half. So that's how you get to nine. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's that. So now arba lechota yubo again. Uh, we do the maths. Uh, four in the ark. Shnaim shlamim shnaim shurin. Two whole ones and two broken ones. Tiva sheshibata for some tabaron. The ones that you broke and you put in the aron. Uh, it says valechota yukol echad vechad ochor shishim tvachaim berachban shishat tvachim. The length of each one was sixth, and their width uh, was uh, was sixth. And says ten kocho sheluchot rochbo shelaron nishtei sham shlosha tvachim. And that's it. So you you do the width uh, this way, you know, half, um, three, you know, and uh, if you do the width uh, across there, it's three handbreadths uh, over there. It says nishtei sham shlosha tvachim cheti tefach mikan lekotel ze cheti tefach. Mikan kotel ze tevchaim v'shilut makom sefer Torah munach. All right, so this is uh, so we get again uh, the um, uh, 
uh, half a tefah each and then there's two hand breaths, and that's where you would uh, put the Sefer Torah. All right, so you have to leave uh, space around the Sefer Torah uh, to, to pick it up and put it down, you know, and that's why two hand breaths, one on either side, uh, that is uh, Rebbe Meyer's opinion. Uh, before we actually get on to um, uh, Resh Lakish's uh, opinion, uh, which uh, deals with Rabbi Huda, uh, I think it's also important to note actually that there is a, uh, um, uh, a an adjustment to uh, in, in some places to the Girsa, uh, which is actually there were three uh, wides. So it all depends uh, if there were six, there were six uh, by three uh, instead of six by six. Uh, the question is really, it, you know, it, it still works out. Either they were put one next to each other, the broken ones and the fixed ones, uh, if there were three, so then they could go six, 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 uh, all six wide, and then, uh, you know, you add up to the, the 12 is the, is the four times three. Uh, if it was, uh, if there were six by six, uh, then... Um, what you could have still is the you just have to say that they were put one on top of each other. Uh, the, the broken Luchot and the fixed Luchot, one on top of each other. Okay, so that is really uh, a dispute uh, in, you know, in actual fact, uh, what actually happened. Now, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, Reish Lakish, Amar, no, Vama Bat Chamisha, Tvachim Hayu Aron Asui. He says the ark was made of uh, five, a uh, cubit of five handbreads. Man Tana, Vama Shachimasha, Tvachim, who is this Tana that holds five Tvachim in Rabbi Huda? Yehuda did not. The Tinin Taman, as we learned to Tamishin in Kalim, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Amatabinian, Shishav, Kalim, Chamisha, Hain, Aaron, Kli, who, and uh, the the cubit for building was uh, six handbreadths, a cubit for vessels, or was five handbreadths, and obviously the ark is obviously a vessel. All right, so uh, that's five handbreadths. So now, Aldatach. He says it was made of five tvachim. It works out. Uh, the arc uh, total uh, length was uh, twelve and a half. As we said, it's one and a half, and obviously So it works out five and plus two and a half comes to. Uh, I mean. Um, Five and five, because we mentioned two and a half, sorry, two and a half uh, cubits and uh, and a half, so that was the length, and we say five plus five plus two and a half comes to twelve and a half. All right, and there were four tablets in the ark. Everyone agrees that there were uh, these two broken ones and two fixed ones. As we've had before, you broke them and you put them in the aron. Again, we have the same uh, issue here, so it's the, everyone agrees uh, they were six uh, long. Uh, the question is whether they were six wide as well, or just three wide, and uh, the same uh, explanation uh, applies as we had before. Uh, assume we go six and six as we have the Gersa over here, uh, so, and, and they would put one on top of each other. Uh, it says, so therefore, if you have uh, six and six, um, uh, ten, So what you do is you put them along the the length of the aron sham tefach. So you put the six and six, and you have half a tefach left. Um, and really, instead of having uh, they didn't just slide in exactly. Uh, what uh, this Rebuda's opinion, he says the walls of the actual ark were actually thinner. Uh, he says there, there was a finger uh, worth on, on this uh, for this wall, which is half a, um, uh, which is a quarter of a tefak on this side, a quarter of a tefak on that side. And he says that was uh, half a tefak. So, you know, that's, that, that's how... Um, we uh, you, you it, it fits in uh, exactly pretty much uh, exactly uh, and um, <clears throat> and uh, but according to Rabbi Huda there was no space 
for the Sefer Torah. That was the, the difference. The Sefer the Torah that Moshe wrote uh, wasn't put in the Ark. The, the, the width of the Ark was seven and a half handbreadths, and uh, using the same five dictive. Uh, it was one and a half cubits its width. Amata v'chemisha upaga amata tray upalgi. So you have uh, five plus two and a half. Uh, it says aba luchot. Therefore, that's how you get to to seven and a half. And it says aba luchot yushnam shnam shuvishnam shuvurin dictive ashishibata v'sam. So we're on. Uh, again, we have the same thing. All four things uh, we were put inside because uh, after Moshe broke it, he was told to put it back. It says, uh, Again, we use the six and six. Uh, so really, out of seven and a half, you plop in uh, six, and this would, you know, according to the opinion that it was uh, three wide, well, then that, that would be a bit easier. But yeah, if you take it as six wide, um, you would have it, you know, four piled on top of each other. Okay. Anyway, so uh, we have Sharandishter Sham Tefach Mechza. You have one and a half Tefachim left out of the view, six out of the seven and a half. Etzbal Kotzemikan, Etzbal Kotzemikan, half a Tefach being used over there. Chati Tefach Mikan, Chati Tefach Mikan, Le Shinum. Right. You know, putting if you wanted to take them out and you know. Put, uh, pull them up and take them out. Uh, you would have a uh, you'd have one handbreadth left half on the side, half on that side, and you could uh, move the tablets around. All right. So that really is the discussion between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Meir based on the various sizes of a handbreadth, um, or how many handbreadths were in a cubit. All right, so now we, we carry on. A case had Asa Betzalel, it's Aaron. How did Betzalel make the Aaron? Uh, as it says in the Torah, Rabbi Hanina, Achanina, Amar Shlosh, Tevot, Asu, Shtaim, Shazav, Vechachalet. Two boxes were made of gold, uh, the inner one and the outer one. Vechachalet, and the one of, of uh, um, wood in the middle. And the Tan Shalaz HaVashalait, uh, what he, he did was uh, put uh, the gold one inside the wooden one, HaVashalait, which shall have, and he used to place the wooden one inside uh, the gold one. Vatipu, uh, and then he covered, uh, you know, the, the gold, uh, it, it says, Dictiv, Vatipu, Zahav, Tahor, Vibayat, Vikuts, and then you put gold all over it. Uh, and, um, uh, you should put, you know, overlay it. Uh, what does that mean? Surely you, we just said you, 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 uh, um, you should, you didn't have to say it, put over, you know, it, you should, it, it actually mentioned Tsipito uh, twice. Uh, it says Tsipito uh, Tsipenu, you know, that it's, uh, we buy to be good to use the same word twice. Why does that tsitsipenu again? Uh, so, so it says, uh, to, to come and say that you actually have to use the top part uh, of the wooden box that was also uh, covered with gold. Uh, that's one understanding. Rabbi Shimon ben Lakishamai Rosh Lakish says, Teva Echad Asu Dictive. He says, actually, uh, there was one box and all sides it was gold. Uh, and detective uh, Peter Otto Zahav Tahor Vibati Mechut. Uh, you have you have, you have box and you have gold inside and outside. Uh, it says Vomata Muloma Titsapenu. So what does Titsapenu mean? It says Amar Rabbi Pinchas Lavi Ben Neser Leneser. Between each board, uh, uh, you know that uh, you 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 had uh, needed to. Um, the sides of the ark were made of different boards, and it says between each of the boards uh, also had to be uh, covered uh, in gold as well. All right, that's Rosh uh, Lakish's uh, view. Um, how were these uh, tablets uh, written? Interesting, you know, we, we, we're not even sure about the material over here. Uh, you're not even sure about the material of the ark, you know, exactly how it fitted in. Here, we're also not sure about the exact uh, thing over here. Uh, Rabbi Hananiah uh, ben Gamliel Omer. Um, uh, Rabbi Hananiah ben Gamliel says, Chamesha aluachzu v'chamesha aluachzu. That uh, there was uh, 
uh, five on each one. This is the one that uh, you know we most familiar with. Uh, five on each of the tablets, and uh, that's that's what we have. Uh, we have them in a rectangular shape. We're going to see that uh, you know. I suppose we um, uh, that's uh, uh, going according to the opinion that that uh, uh, you know that that, uh, that might have been slightly longer, but really it seems to be that they were in a square uh, shape. Anyway, uh, there were five and five on each one, um, and uh, the proof for that, Hada, who dictated, and that's what the Pasuk said, you should write them on two uh, tablets of stone, uh, they have to be equal, and they have to look uh, the same. Rabbanan the Rabbis say, Asra al-Luachse, Vasra al-Luachse, there were ten on each uh, uh, thing, so the ten uh, Commandments were actually written on both uh, uh, tablets, it seems, uh, according to this understanding. How do we And that's why the Pasuk says, via Ger. Uh, he, he gave you the covenant and he commanded uh, you to perform and the Aseret Hadavarim, these ten things. There are ten on each tablet. Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, uh, interestingly enough, well, firstly, the, the, the understanding for this uh, could be, uh, you know, the, the ten on each tablet, uh, the way actually it, it might not have been written ten and ten, uh, really, uh, the 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 one uh, tablet is actually uh, the the ten commandments as they were in uh, in Shmot, and the other one is as they are in uh, Devarim. Okay, so that uh, might be uh, the one that, an understanding over there as well. However, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Omer he says Asra Esrim Aluach Zev Esrim Aluach Zev. There are twenty on each uh, tablet. Adjective Yechtavim Al Shtei Luchot Avanim. You should write it on 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 two uh, tablets of stone. Esrim Aluach Zev Esrim Aluach Zev. So that's why he says there there were twenty on this tablet and twenty on that tablet. Rabbi Sima Omer Abaim. Which is a kind of cube. So maybe what he means is uh, they were they were written on uh, you know as if it was a cube on all four sides. So uh, uh, you know it doesn't mean they were written ten commandments one underneath another four times. It would mean that. Uh, it's written on all the different sides. You have a little cube, as as we said, if they are six by six, uh, so you have like a square, and uh, and and you know with the how, how wide they are, whatever the case is. So uh, we we see that uh, according to this, it's like kind of, kind of a a cube uh, that they were, and. Um, the, uh, uh, the the way the way it could be uh, understood is that uh, miraculously you could some you know it, it uh, you could look at uh, they could be seen from all different sides so that's why according to him they were written on all uh, the different uh, on all four sides they were cubes and they were on all four sides all right. Um, Hananiah uh, ben Achai, Rabbi Yeshua, Omer Hananiah, the the uh, the nephew of Rabbi Yeshua, says, "Bain call dibur v'dibur diktudev v'tiyata shaltura." Between every uh, commandment, uh, he says there were different uh, explanations and and uh, commentaries and understandings. Uh, the the details of everything were written in between uh, the different things. Diktiv mimluim betashish kiyama raba. The pasuk. Says in Shirashim, with uh, it was filled with beryl, which is a type of aquamarine stone, and Tarshish, uh, and uh, Tarshish is where Yona uh, fled from. That's the name of the sea. So it's like a kind of aquamarine uh, color, the same way the the sea is filled with waves. Rabbi Shum Ben Lakish Kad Hava Mata Hadain Kra Hava Hamar. So when he got to these this pasuk, Rish Lakish would say, Yafe Namdani Chanina Ben Achai Rabbi Yeshua. He this uh, this Hananiah, the, the nephew of Rabbi Yeshua, taught me the correct thing. Ma'yam, Hazeh, Bain Gal, Gadol, Gal Gadol, Galim Katanim. He says you have big waves, and then you between the big waves, you have little, you have small little waves. Kach Bain, Kol, Dibur, Vidibur, Tiktuyev, Otiyatea, Shaltura. He says that uh, there were little bits of, um, uh, you know, explanations of, of the different laws uh, between all these uh, different uh, uh, parts of the the Ten Commandments. Okay, 
Um, going back to something that we had before, Amrav Tan Choma, it kashiate Choma, Rabbi Finkas, according to Rabbi Maya, and uh, as we said, Rabbi Tan Choma said, I had a, a problem with the following, and names Rabbi Finkas, uh, it says, um, uh, what's the reason of Rabbi Huda? Remember we said uh, Rabbi Huda, if he uses uh, five handbreadths per cubit, uh, he didn't have space for the Sefer Torah. Rabbi Meir, who uses six handbreadths per cubit, uh, did have space for the Sefer Torah that Moshe wrote. Hashem. Uh, you know, that uh, according to Rabbi Meir, uh, Rabbi Huda, and doesn't go into court with Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Huda's opinion says, uh, the Pasuk uh, right at the end, uh, says you should take this uh, Sefer Torah and put it next to uh, the, the, the Ark, right? Mitzad Aron Brit Hashem, the Aron of the Covenant of Hashem. Uh, it says, Adatach to Rabbi Huda, this makes sense, right? Um, uh, it says, Do Amar Heichan have a Sefer Torah Natun? He said, Where was the, the Sefer Torah put it? Come in, Gluskaya, so they made like a little box, attached box, Lumi Bechutz, outside the Aron Vaya Sefer Torah. And the Sefer Torah was put inside the box. Fascinatingly enough, uh, it seems to be that uh, uh, they, they, it would, they would put it lying down in the box. And according to uh, the, uh, uh, at least uh, I think it could be, uh, you know, the, uh, I'm not sure exactly who, who would say, uh, who, who said it, um, but um, uh, the opinion is that, uh, that, that actually that what we should have uh, in the ark instead of putting the the Sifre Torah standing up as we have them, uh, you should actually lie them down because uh, that seems to be the, exactly the way uh, that it was put in the ark um, uh, in the times of uh, of Moshe. Okay, so that is um, that is uh, the, that's uh, Rabbi Huda's view, and it seems to be that uh, it, was, it was put in outside uh, and not inside. The, uh, the ark. Okay, they used to put it inside there. Okay, my time at the Rebbe Meir. Uh, what is the opinion of Rebbe Meir? Where does he get his source from? So you have to put the ark cover on the ark from Vav, and you should put the testimony that I give you. So, uh, you know, it was. Um, you put the, the cover first, and then only afterwards the the tablets uh, afterwards. Okay, so and we know from uh, an earlier pasuk uh, that uh, you have to put the tablets in the ark. It must be talking really instead of uh, the tablets. It must be a sefer Torah. Okay, and uh, we have to we have to add that in, and uh, the cover has to be put there first because we never had uh, the full sefer Torah until right at the end of the desert. Moshe only wrote the last little bit. Uh, before he died. Okay, uh, so now I'll talk to Rabbi Meir. Um, yeah, okay, or we could be saying actually Rabbi Huda. Uh, we replace it Rabbi Huda. Do Amar Ein Mukdam Mukhar Torah, who says that we don't necessarily have uh, uh, you know any chronological uh, order in the Torah. Ella Alaron Titain Itaidut Asher Tain Alea. How do you understand which is an ark? You put the testimony that I give you. Okay, when I tata it's a kaporet ala. Um, Aaron Minamala. So you know, the, 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 he says you can understand uh, in the ark you put the testimony I'll give you, and then only afterwards it says you put the ark cover on the ark from above. Okay, so uh, we see that uh, you know he, that it has to be uh, that uh, that way. Right, uh, you know, uh, and uh, you know that that's uh, it, it makes sense in terms of Rabbi Huda uh, that it wasn't you know in the ark but next to. The ark. Okay, so uh, um, and Rabbi Pinchas, Bishem Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, uh, another statement about uh, the, the the like kind of how the the Torah came down. Hatorash Natan lo Akadosh Baruch Hu lo Moshe nitnu al Eish Levana Charuta ba'Eish Shachora. It says the Torah that Hashem gave Moshe was like white fire uh, engraved uh, with black fire. Uh, he Eish um, Muvilelit ba'Eish, uh, you know, fire mixed with fire. Uh, carved from fire uh, and given from Hashem who is fire and his right hand was uh, this fiery law okay
that is uh, that is that. We'll leave it for there for today and pick up with the next uh, Mishnah tomorrow. Everyone should have a great day.